I worked in a grocery store for years, so I know a lot of these terms. I yeah, so that's where, that's how I know that. <laughs> so it's those have been around for a while. Yeah. Wow. Kurt knows his chub. Well, <laughs> I know my chubs. <laughs> Kurt, our chub spurt. <laughs> No, oh, no, oh, my, oh, my face. Do you realize what you just said? <laughs> chub, chub spurt. You. Oh. You. Episode 288, we're talking gavels. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Gavel Talk. <laughs> we will shortly. 1-800-GAVEL-69. How many letters is gavel? Gavel it's us. Five, right? Gavel us. 1-800-GAVEL-US. <laughs> it's a podcast, not a call-in radio show. With a guy and a guy and a guy on Skype, I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. And here's our guest. Gavel talk wouldn't be complete without Kurt. Hi. Hello, Kurt. What's your favorite wood for a gavel? (laughs) We're going to talk gavels this morning. I like hickory. (laughs) Ooh. Um, Because I got telling Mike and Kurt I would think that you would like wormwood there, Dr. Worm. <laughs> that, but hickory is a fine choice as well. In The Good Wife, you know, the, the judges have gavels. And whenever they, the characters argue in front of an arbitrator, they don't have the handled gavel. They have the, it looks like the, the head it's of the gavel. The head and the thing that no you're handle. banging on, right? The, yeah, that's got the, the thing. The, you, yeah, the base. Right. And you just grab it from the top and thunk, thunk. And I was wondering what those are called. And um, according to gavelstore.com that's right you heard it gavelstore.com for all your judge hammer needs gavelstore.com two miles from, from a, big a big road, road on, on a little road, road. <laughs> um that's called a palm gavel that's boring but then i also found and i've seen these before too and i couldn't think i can't think of where i've seen it but i know i have it looks like a gavel essentially there's the head but it's kind of fatter Mm-hmm. The head is fatter, and the handle goes up from the top. Oh. And it, the whole thing stands on this on the base like it's a tower. And they just pick it up and thunk, thunk, you know, they hit it. It's like a toilet plunger. That is gavel. That is a Masonic Mall. Ooh. M-A-U-L? Is, M-A-U-L, which is a fancy Ooh. name for a hammer. That sounds, mall, having <laughs> mall in the name sounds like they expect you to use it on someone. Yes. Right? Well, it's the Masons. <laughs> You could hit them on the head with the hammer part or stick the handle part up there. <laughs> and they have a, a a wide variety of gavels here, including some uh, made out of interesting materials. They have a brass gavel and a granite gavel. That's heavy. That'll make a good loud thunk when you sentence somebody to the gas chamber. <laughs> Courts adjourned. What if you have a wooden Wha-bam! base and you break the base? <laughs> yeah, break the base. got to get a new base every time. <laughs> well, didn't you break the gavel? You, you took a chip we off of it. chipped a little piece off. Right of it. away. Like yeah. the first time you used it. Days into using it. <laughs> They've got decorative things like uh, crystal ones. I, I don't know that you want to necessarily hit that one. It's supposed to just look pretty. No, that's for, you know, the shelf 
behind you right the the you know or the the credenza that's behind yeah. your desk below your your show me wall in your judge's it's, office your chambers it's, it's yeah it's judge awards mm-hmm. they've got nice <laughs> judge awards. nice walnut gavels <laughs> rosewood gavels how about hickory Good judging hickory i don't see hickory uh-huh. i mean they're all not they're not all announced you know or described right off you know with their little blurb here with what they're made out of the really fancy ones say Rose, Rosewood. <laughs> I caught the end of the song there because you forgot to stop it. Oh, oh well. Well, we know it's we know it's time for Gavel talk to stop when we hit the end of the worm song. Um, and then there's also um, this is spectacular because who else uses gavels besides judges and, and arbitrators? Arb- yeah, uh, and masons. How about auctioneers? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, an well, auction- I was going to suggest. Um, the uh, the presidents of motorcycle clubs. Sure. Now, if you imagine, there's the hoity-toity fancy auctioneers that they're going to have yeah. a very nice rosewood gavel or something. Those like guys that. use those little uh, some of them uh, do, palm yeah. gavels, but, right? But now, if you're thinking like county fair auctioning off the prize, the prize steer. What kind of um? accessory do you think that such a country folk would like for their gavel a cowbell gavel no a Some, bone a holster a phoenix or a femur <gasps> a phoenix a, a femur gavel femur holster. bone no a gavel holster <laughs> it's a belt loop with another little uh-huh. loop that you put your so they can carry it around with the them. handle through so they always have it handy. so you can quick draw your gavel and you're ready to auctioneer at a moment's notice <laughs> I would carry that with me wherever I went. And I would and learn. Anytime I ever heard someone say, like, I should just get rid of this, I would take it out, hit something, and start an auction. I would also <laughs> I would also have I would also have my gavel customized so that it has um the gavel equivalent of a trigger guard on a gun so that I can spin it after I'm done <laughs> gaveling. And then right, you know, they do the spin right yeah. into the holster. Sure. I'd get really good you'd at have that. To get, you'd have to get one with a, a like a weighted uh, handle on the on the end of the handle so that it was yeah. you know balanced. Sure. Yeah. I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have if a holster to that length and I'm gonna can, get the, I'm sure you I'm can find the, I'm gonna get the spinny ring built into it. A I'm, balanced. I'm sure as hell gavel with a weighted handle. A, a customized mm-hmm. weighted. <laughs> it'll probably be oak. You know something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really down home, good old fashioned oak. Or it could have it could Not be like the like the, the end the the end of the handle could flare out teardrop sure. bigger and but it could be it could be, go from the oak to, to like stainless steel or something. Well, have to and have they could like have a, like a like a cutlery connection between the metal and the <coughs> and the wood. Well, like the you end, with your the fine end, the your end, fine knives. The end of the handle could be like a very heavy bullet, mm-hmm. like a bullet shape kind of thing. So it's very country. And it could be sharpened on the end and silver, so that you could. So I flip it around and stab stab those stab your vampires werewolves. and werewolves <laughs> right all right moving on moving southern on. werewolves <laughs> there are true blood there were southern true. werewolves true. Lu- louisiana <laughs> werewolves bayou wolves they called them no they didn't call them that but they were they were mississippi and louisiana werewolves <laughs> hey y'all it's full moon tonight <laughs> And thus Bow. ends the gavel lesson. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. As opposed to your Canadian werewolves. <laughs> eh? 
I'm sorry. Well, it, no, no, no. See, up up north, up north is Canadian vampires, so it's blah. Eh? Eh. <laughs> blah. Don't you know? <laughs> you, ho- you hoser. <laughs> All right, moving along, moving along, moving along. Man- oh, Manor vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good fences make good, good vampires. Yeah, yeah. Good coffins make good vampires. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Hey, do you know the difference yeah. between you know the difference between a coffin and a casket? Uh, I just learned this. I would assume coffin is the old timey, you know, kind of wider. It's like two thirds of the way up, it widens and then it gets narrower. And a casket's like a big rectangular thing. Yeah, more, I'll, more, I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah, a, a casket more, has more common. A casket has six day. six sides. A coffin has eight sides because it has the bevel. Right. In plan view. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Vampire Talk. <laughs> Talking coffins. Let's just play free association all episode. We won't even bother with news or what's going on with Kurt or the fact that uh, I am officially um, on Capers fulfillment planning mode. <laughs> now I am primarily working on just figuring out all the things I need to do in order to put the game in people's hands, like uploading all of the PDF stuff. To drive through RPG and putting up and putting a description in there and putting and organizing how it's going to go in there and putting all the little tag stuff and putting the little preview link the little things and uploading the PDF and putting a thumbnail in there so you can see a picture of the cover, all that crap. Craig's I got to do that for everything. Craig is uploading things I am, to fulfill others and uh, bring them pleasure for money. Welcome to sexy, <laughs> in exchange for money. Whoa, with Mike. <laughs> what, what was that? Welcome to Sexy RPG Talk with Mike. <laughs> Is that a new Halloween costume, Sexy Dungeon Master? Sexy, well, they, they had to replace the, the Sexy Handmaid with something, right? Yeah. The Sexy Handmaid thing was pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> like, really? Okay, okay. Sex store, Adam and Eve style uh you know sexy halloween costumes yeah. that's where we decided to draw the line as a society we waited until now for that okay whatever <laughs> it's better than sexy <laughs> sexy left shark that we had a couple of years ago left shark yeah don't you remember the super bowl performance who was it that was performing the super bowl and they had all these all this it crazy was stuff. Perry. It was Katy Perry, and she had these people in shark costumes. And the, the, was it Left Shark was the bad one? Or was it Left right Shark, shark? Very clearly did not know the choreography. Yeah, Left Shark. Was left Shark was up. a poor dancer. Okay, <laughs> there was a there was a person in a, in a shark costume on her on on the on, left sure. as you looked at her. That would be stage right. Yes. Yes. And uh, and one of, and one on the other side, and one of them clearly knew the choreography and really the other well, one didn't. and one of them not so much. Maybe they just had had problem <laughs> problems with the costume live on national television. Uh-huh. Yeah, in a well, once in a yeah. lifetime, potentially once in a lifetime performance. Because how often does somebody get a repeat performance at the Super Bowl unless you're up with people? Which is which got repeat performances for years and years before they started making it a big celebrity thing. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what up with people is, uh, kids don't um, don't go look. Look, look it up. <laughs> That's yeah, what that's what we got at the Super Bowl before they decided that you know hey maybe Katy Perry or oh I don't know Prince. Lady Lady Gaga or Prince or Aerosmith or you know just somebody that you has too. like any sort of stage yeah. presence can really put on a show. 
Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was what I thought. Oh, of. Like that was. I was confused by the whole left shark thing because I was like, was that what the tattoo on her on her boob was? Was that a shark fin? <laughs> Janet Jackson left her left boob. That was the one that he exposed. Right. She didn't have a that was her actual left. Yeah, she that had was a, stage left. She had a nipple <laughs> right. thing, like a sunburst nipple cap thing. Oh, it was a it was a an, an accessory. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, it was, a piece it of was totally an accident. She just ha- she just wears those all the time. Oh yeah, just on <laughs> just on that side. <laughs> just on Timberlake. Is that the Cajun Justin Timberlake? Sure. <laughs> Are we ready to roll? Yeah, whatever. What's news, Mike? What's news, Mike? Oh, that was a tie. Yeah, but I said it but a second you got time. The second time. Okay. Ha 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 ha. I am ready. Oops, and then I closed it. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Hey, we all like children, right? All three of us. We're big fans of children. Other people's children. Well, <laughs> not Who mine. says I hate children? <laughs> <laughs> children are the worst. Well, it <laughs> says the. Besides Doug Stanhope. Says the child free panel. Yes. <laughs> of, of three on this, epi- on this episode. If, you, if you're like us on the child free panel and don't like other people's children in public, you'll want to take a Viking cruise. That's right. Viking cruise has banned children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Were they causing problems? Uh, or, did, or was it just is having kids there just not in the theme of what they what they're trying to do for the well, cruise? Well, this is this is specifically the the uh Viking River cruises. Okay. You've seen these advertised on shows that that you watch that you think, "Wow, there's a lot of depends commercials and <laughs> vitamins and you know viagra viagra and cialis, cialis. And, class action lawsuits for right, various diseases and buying gold medications and for silver <laughs> and reverse uh, mortgages exactly and um what's the thing the life, the life alert commemorative coins and plates bingo yeah and then and then in in between all those commercials you get the viking river cruise because it's it's targeted toward your um you know older almost retired uh, folks sure a lot of gray hair on those Viking River cruises. Well, look over here. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> it's happening here as well. Kurt, gray hair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not on my head. Okay. <clears throat> that's where mine started. Anyway, <laughs> that's not true. It, start, oh, it started in my beard. <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant. It me- I meant my beard. Not on your head. Uh... <clears throat> so so what they just like the the older clientele just has just had it with yeah. the kids and decided hey when yeah. they fill, when they filled out the comment card that was the number one oh. vote getter I didn't notice this part Viking Ocean Cruises the other half of Ooh. their operation uh Switzerland based Vikings are from Switzerland whatever moving on <laughs> they've banned uh um uh non-adult since 2015 on the ocean cruises. What's so now the, all of the Viking cruises are child free. What's the age cutoff? What's what's adult? I guess eighteen. Yes, under eighteen. Nobody oh. under the age of eighteen. What if a So you can still have a rowdy teenage college age. What if a make a wish kid? Oh, don't seventeen. Try to, don't, don't make trouble. <laughs> well, if you make it to eighteen, Whoa. Jimmy, you're in luck. We'll Take fulfill your, your wish. Chemo harder. Ooh. 
Well, this is just an extension of like in the Caribbean, there are all inclusive resorts where you're not allowed to bring children and all that type of thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can choose to do that. As, just, as yeah, every they airline's they, policy they in first class should be. No children. They nobody get, under the age of 18. Um, unless they are properly stowed in a, a child crate. and <laughs> In the cargo hold. Absolutely. <laughs> um, now, my question is, the Viking River Cruise, okay, fine. You get on a, like a long boat or something, and, you know, do they make you row? Anyway, but they take you up and down the river, whatever. They do the Viking thing. Sure. Now, a Viking Ocean Cruise... <laughs> Do you have to pillage something halfway through? Is that part of the experience? Because I want to do that. Well, first, first they, the cruise stops in Greenland, and then you stay there for um, several centuries. And then it moves on to the New World. <laughs> right? Then it moves on to the east coast of Canada. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back and um, never tells anybody about it. That's right, and then uh, and then several hundred years they just, af- they after ri- that, they write it down in some books it, on some on some scrolls somewhere, and then those scrolls get lost for a long time. Yeah, and, and then, then it, eventually we find out, and then and then it becomes the mascot for the crappiest football team in the NFL. Ooh, alrighty, Viking cruises. I kind of want to go do that now. Yes, it's a uh, travel experience geared toward those over fifty. With interests in history, art, culture, and exploration. Oh, these are just cruises. Vikings just a name. Not yeah. Viking stuff. That's boring. Expl- Viking cruises, exploring the world in comfort. That's n- I don't associate comfort with Vikings. The opposite of comfort. Harsh life. So it's difficult. Ge- it's, it's, it's geared toward travelers who are 50 and older. But if you're between the ages of 18 and 49, you can still travel... Um, just be prepared to do a lot of boring things with very little physical activity and um, expensive foods and wines. Mm-hmm. Like second-tier Tom Jones impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unusual to be... He's a smoker. <laughs> Comedians like the uh, the, the stand-up comic and in uh, Judgment City. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, folks. I'm dying up here. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, You're already dead. What, what? <laughs> in, uh, in England, weird race news. And I'm talking this about is... like racing across sure. the ground, racing a distance. Oh. Like, like, for instance, um, carrying your wife on, yes. on your shoulders upside down. Wife carrying. The, yeah. We talked yeah. about that a while mm-hmm. back. Um, so you got something else, something along those lines? Well, it's a it's a race. Whoa, hey, Ooh, hey don't that step was a dog. Don't, don't step on your dog's tail there. <laughs> in Congham, England, where Congham, Congham? Yep. Is that with a K or a C? With a C. Okay. The race, uh, the race starter stood up and said, "Ready, steady, slow." The crowd cheered, but the competitors oh, remained no. stuck at the start line. Welcome to the World Snail Racing Championship. <laughs> <laughs> More than 150 so snails. So basically you just, the person who can, oh, it's actual snails. It's not people no. trying to go as slow as possible. Because no. all you do is just stand there, More right? More than 150 snails took part in the annual event held at uh, in Norfolk, Eastern England on Saturday, where a silver tankard stuffed with lettuce leaves was the prize. So how do they <laughs> how do they um, make them snail in a straight line? Are, are, they, are the lines on the track salt nah you know where you know where this is going <laughs> the snails are placed on a special damp cloth marked with three concentric circles yeah and the creatures like start in the middle and race <laughs> 13 inches to the outer ring so so whoever manages to get to the outside of the the circle 
fastest. Correct. Yeah. This is like wood tick racing that they hold in Wisconsin. <laughs> we take I this... brought that on the show like a year ago. Yeah, we, talk... <laughs> we, we take this seriously, <laughs> snail racer John McLean told Reuters. <laughs> We've got training slopes. We look at diet. We have drug compliance as well. It is the whole thing when you look at the elite sports. <laughs> the elite snail racing sports. The competition has been held since the 1960s, with each race lasting several minutes. <laughs> 13 inches. <laughs> uh, Joe Waterfield from the nearby, nearby village of Grimston found her race, or uh, I guess, yeah, her uh, race winning snail. Among her plants. So she didn't train anything. She just like, like in her plant, she found the snail. I was like, hey, you know, I think this summer when they have the snail thing over there in Congham, I'll pop on over there and see if uh, Slowpoke Rodriguez here can. I said, I'm sorry. I said that. That was terrible. But there was a character in <laughs> Looney Tunes named Slowpoke Rodriguez. Um, he's the slowest mouse in all of Mexico. So, yeah, there you go. Snail racing. I wonder how many other countries have it. I should go look that up. Kurt, do you have news? Uh, yes. Apparently, the uh, the new rage is uh, giving drugs to octopuses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's a here's a study. Basically, octopuses are notorious for being very antisocial. Um, they want nothing to do with each other. They live solitary lives. Um, like me. they often attack and fight and kill each other. <laughs> Not like me. Wow. They're, <laughs> Not they're... like you. They're, um, they're so antisocial, they don't even want to be around their own kind. Yes. And uh, the only time they ever seek out other octopi is when it's mating time, when it's love time. So uh, basically, they wanted to see if there was any connection here. Um, a bunch of scientists Don't tested, say they gave them ecstasy. They tested MDMA, ecstasy, Molly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, octopuses to see what would happen. Um, and sure enough, it works on them the same way it works on people. On the upside, they won't <laughs> die from st- dehydration. <laughs> Ecstasy makes you sweat a lot, and you got to drink water to rehydrate. So I've been told. They, they created, basically, they created a three-chamber tank. There's, like, the center chamber with nothing in it, and then there's one chamber that had another octopus in it, but inside of a cage, so they couldn't physically get at each other. And then the other chamber was like a natural environment without another octopus. And when they put their test octopi in, basically they would immediately go to the other chamber and stay far away from the other octopus as possible. Um, And then they took, you know, after they tested this on several, then they put MDMA in the water. (laughs) They got got the octopus rolling. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, then they started getting all touchy feely with the other ones. <laughs> I would think that they would Including have gotten attempting to hug them. <laughs> extremely touchy feely, given the, the number of things they can touch and feel with. For the record, yeah. when a, when an octopus hugs you, that's hug with a capital H. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Touchy so, uh, feely and suctiony. Sure. Ooh. Ended with all kinds of pucker marks all over. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing, <laughs> hugging an octopus again? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you give yourself hickeys with the vacuum cleaner again no i gave my octopus a ecstasy and jumped in the pool and jumped in yeah jumped in the <laughs> tank i keep my octopus in my pool <laughs> <laughs> give him a little space just, to roam well it's just one of the extra benefits there having a saltwater pool 
course, he'll just get out and it's, just he'll get out it's and a crawl pool to, and an aquarium. They'll, it'll just get out and crawl to another thing because octopi, octopi do that. They get they can get out of the yeah. water. They can crawl around fine. They also they they can also they can also shove themselves through tiny holes like cockroaches. Have you seen that? No, I mean we're talking like you know two inch diameter. So when octop when they can squirt themselves through those things when they're all they're all just flesh and goo. When octopi talk about death and passing on to the to the you know the next realm, they they don't have that eye of the needle conversation that we have to have. They they do in fact get to take it all with them. They can pass through the eye of a needle. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. Great. It's creepy. They can almost turn themselves inside out. It's like weird to watch them do that. They just like yeah, because they don't really have. There's no internal structure. There's nothing. Yeah, it's, they're it's, just like filled I said, with goo. There's their skin and meat. innards goo. Yeah. yeah, like bugs, and it's all real pliable. Yeah. So, well, at least bugs have like an exoskeleton. I mean, so they're bu- yeah, right. Really they're don't. they're they're bugs without like if their eye and beak can fit through it, they can fit through it. Ew, <laughs> that's so gross that they have an eye eye and a beak. What's wrong with that? It's just gross. <laughs> it's like they're part fish, part sea blob. Mm. <laughs> they're all sea blob, <laughs> <laughs> except for their beak. <laughs> Well, that's, but basically that's it was, intelligent it was design, a, right? That's God ro- rooting around. He's down to the last, the last handful of parts. He's just got boxes full of, like, I got, I got like 30 parts left. Okay, right. well, this is kind of, I'll put eight, uh, eight, eight spindly, gooey legs no, 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 on no, no, a, no, no, a bulbous no, no, body. No. We'll slap a beak on right. it. The, and this is after just the platypus. This is the I leftovers. St- I still that have were, one more beak. Right. <laughs> this is what was left over after he was, he was frantically putting crap together to make the platypus. And some angel looked at him and said, are you high? <laughs> and God said, why, yes, on ecstasy. All the time. That's why I'm God. You too could be God. Just he's, take he's, ecstasy constantly. God is <laughs> omnipotent, omnipresent, and omnirolling. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a soft shirt you have there, said God. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hugging shirts in heaven. So God, and, and Craig's closet, so, heaven so, and Craig's closet. So, so God, are you saying you want me to kill my son? Uh, <laughs> camera cut to God, and he's just running his hand along like the tops of the wheat, <laughs> just enamored the, with the, the tops feel. of the clouds. Like, <laughs> so fluffy, just rubbing it on his face. He's like licking the bars of the go- the golden pearly gates. <laughs> Some really uncomfortable looking angels looking on. No, Saint Peter is like, dude, <laughs> stop it. God's really into EDM. Somebody's gonna make a paint. God Somebody... likes Skrillex. Somebody... Somebody's... Somebody's gonna paint this. Knock it off. So. So what's heaven like? It's just one nonstop rave. <laughs> heaven, where the bass drops all the time. All the time. <laughs> right? Okay. Because in the good place, right? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> what's his name? Jason. I, Jason's Hell is where the, it's a Skrillex concert Skrill- where the bass never drops. The bass doesn't drop. <laughs> he keeps waiting for the bass to drop and it never happens. Yeah. That's his version of Skrillex. Hell. Skrillex, man. Okay. What does what, yeah. what does Corey Feldman do when he re- when uh, when he chills out? He relaxes. Moving along. Oh God. <laughs> any more any more news over there? Um. Yeah. Did you hear about the the big giant 
humongous ground beef recall that happened uh, th- last week, this past week? Nope. Yeah, it was all over the place. It was like a uh, hundred and something, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of pounds of ground beef were recalled due to taint. taint. Sure. Some Somebody, <laughs> one, one guy in, in the factory... Spent stuck his taint on it. Okay, spent all day long rubbing it on his taint, <laughs> and he infected hundreds of thousands of pounds of ground beef. But busy guy. <laughs> so the news story that I that I uh, saw referred to um, all you know it 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 said these are the you know these are the things that you need to look for. This is the packaging. This is it's all Cargill Cargill ground beef. They have a great website. Um. They do not waste space, or they are not afraid of wasting space, informing you to fully cook your uh, ground beef for a safe ground beef experience. 160 degrees Fahrenheit internal temperature, please. Um, they really don't want you to get sick. Yeah. Because <laughs> it costs them money. Yes. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> but anyway, they listed all of the, diff- the varieties of packaging that, that, that you're supposed to look for, and they kept referring to chubs. Has anyone ever heard of a chub? Yeah, uh, that's like the cylindrical packaging. Yes, I had never heard it called that. I knew, I I have seen ground beef come in. This is like it looks like um cookie dough, you sure. know, the tube. Yeah, with the twisted like twisted sausage. And, a lot of and, times comes right. that way. Yeah, yeah, breakfast sausage. But I've you know, but now you can get ground beef like that. But that's called a a case ready chub. <laughs> that's right. It is a long. Phallic shaped tube <laughs> that is semi rigid and full of meat. Full of meat. <laughs> oh. And it's called a chub. <laughs> case ready chub. A case ready solution that comes in a tube like package and typically includes a wide range of lean points and source grains that are easy to store and portion. Our certified ground beef one pound chubs now have new <laughs> <laughs> easy peel trademark packaging. Meaning consumers demand for meat packaging that requires as little contact with raw meat as possible. Is it E Z peel? The letters E Z, capital E, capital Z, space, capital P, lowercase E E L. Trademark. Of course it is. Very good. Yes. Trademark. (laughs) So. No, I I worked in a grocery store for years, so I know a lot of these terms. I yeah. So that's what that's how I know that. So those have been around for a while. Yeah. Wow. Kurt knows his job. I know my chubs. <laughs> Kurt, our chub spurt. <laughs> no, 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 my, my You realize what you just said? <laughs> chub, chub spurt. You. Oh. You. <laughs> no, I didn't realize what I'd said. But thanks for pointing it out. Anyway. My my favorite one that's just ridiculous is of course if you go into the ice cream aisle. You have like the perfectly square packages, right? Those are referred to as squares. Then you have the cylindrical ones, which are referred to as rounds. Then you get the weird things that are like half and half. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't ever buy ice cream at the grocery store? (laughs) You're you're just talking about waxed cardboard ice cream containers. Yes. With lids on them. Yes. Yeah, okay. But the ones that are like... They almost look like squares, but they're rounded off on, on the edges and stuff like that. Those are called scrounds. <laughs> of course <laughs> they are. That's the best they could come up with. You know what? Someone got paid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. To come up with that, yeah. too. That was the best 
name that we could have got. Squares and rounds, and we have to come up with a new name. Scrounds. So this is, this, this is the container that, again, in plan view, it's a rounded rectangle. Sure. So, yeah. like, like all of our devices, our, our pocket computers and our uh, larger um, man purse, women purse computers. Everything. There's nothing out there that's got a sharp corner on it anymore. Right. They're all scrounds. Very few. Te- the tech industry should embrace this terminology and stop you calling them rounded rectangle like a bunch of nerds. My new flat screen. Let's t- all go scrounge. My new flat screen TV with one inch scrounged bezel. <laughs> Thank you for knowing that it's bezel and not bevel, like thousands of idiots that are on tech forums and refer to it as. Why can't they get rid of the bevel? The thing pisses me off. Why is it so big? <laughs> Okay, they got congratulations. They got rid of it. The screen's still the same size. Yeah. What's the... <laughs> It's so unsightly to look at that bevel. It's unsightly that... to look at you. I hate that bevel, tech blogger. I can hold it by the sides without putting my fingers on the screen and accidentally touching it. I don't need that bevel. The be- bezel, you moron. <laughs> Word nerd. I'm trying to sound all intelligent on the internet in a forum. And I don't know what the words are, even though other people around me in all of these other <laughs> posts up, right above me and below me are using bezel. I'm going to still call it bevel. I am so smart. It's S-M-R-T. S-M-A-R-T. What else we got here? News. This isn't really news. But you know how I like to delve into the world of weird stuff in nature. And I found this. We all like to do that. Rolling octopuses? No, 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 no. There's a, uh, a species. <laughs> Case in point. A species of ancient wasp. They figured out that this is what this oh, thing Oh, boy. Does. How big was it? That's oh, not, okay. That's not the thing we're going after here. Um, and there are other animals in the, in the you know, modern day that do this kind of thing. There's, there's a handful of them. Usually they're insects. Um, but this is when they were uh, talking to this thing in his uh, long, sharp ovipositors. These wasps lay eggs inside or on top of other arthropods, from cockroaches to spiders. Um, then, as the youngsters hatch and grow, they eat the host's body from the inside out, often they- breaking through its abdomen. They have called this wasp the chest burster wasp. <laughs> Named after the alien. alien from the movies. <laughs> of the same name. Yes. And the most interesting thing about it is, of course, they have a word for this. It's called endoparasitism. Parasite. Inside. Implanted inside. Yeah. And then it goes. Your tasty innards. This sounds familiar. I think I've seen this. Now I'm all grown up. <laughs> now I'm grown up and I'm ready to step out on my own and you're in incredible pain and haven't had any nutrients <laughs> brought into your body in like a couple of days because I ate your guts Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to bust out of you that'll kill you painfully Yeah. and their little legs and antennae will keep wiggling yep. long after the wasps have burst from their Ew. <laughs> Endoparasitism. Endoparasitism. Parasitism. Parasit- oh, no, par- you're not doing that again. Endoparasitism. Exited it. <laughs> I edited it. Edited it. Edited it. Edited it. So that was fun. Uh, would you like some good news? 
entomology. We live in such we live such a you know an awful world. Would you like some good news, everyone? <laughs> sure. So I came across this about a month ago. Um, there's a person. It's called the Good News Club. You can sign up and subscribe. You get one email a week telling you like good things that happened in the world. <laughs> is and, is uh, that where the the octopus story came from? No. Okay. That's not where the octopus story came from. I just randomly came across that <laughs> just searching for things. But um, in the past week here, Tony Alsup, who is a trucker from Tennessee, bought and renovated a school bus to help rescue animals. And last week, he drove through South Carolina to evacuate dogs and cats from shelters in the path of Hurricane Florence. Then he turned around and went right back to North Carolina, where they were flooded, to help them there, too. So there are good people in the world. I I think I heard about that. Yep. I'm not surprised, since you're right by by Florence. (laughs) I don't think you got you didn't You didn't see much rain, did you? (laughs) <laughs> Almost none. <laughs> yeah, you were a little too far away. I think we had less rain because of Florence. It didn't turn toward us. It turned north <laughs> because it uh, it kept uh you know the what would have been the regular weather away. Yeah, we were extra dry and sunny before. Also, there was a fire recently at the National Museum of Brazil that destroyed a bunch of you know historical artifacts. Wait, is this Wiki- part of the good news? This is good news okay. because Wikipedia is setting up a digital archive to get photos of everything that was lost and they've already received thousands of submissions so there's at least a digital archive of the items that were lost they're doing that free of charge to help out brazil i don't know wikipedia actually did something good (laughs) it's kind of half-assed good news well (laughs) like this horrible thing happened and here's this effort that's going to not really help help that is the that is but people are doing it in the the words of a true cynic everyone (laughs) this is good news but it's kind of half-assed good news (laughs) 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 and i'm do we have any 16 15 16 year old listeners of the podcast almost certainly after last week's uranus episode absolutely (laughs) oh that's true (laughs) Um, Rice University has announced that starting next fall, because of uh, the current status of their endowment and and some different things, that uh, starting the fall of 2019, low- and middle-income students will receive full tuition scholarships, like all of them, coming into Rice University in Houston, Texas. And it's a good school, so if you're smart... How long is that going to last, says the cynic on the other side of the table. (laughs) What I love is actually that I looked at the article when they say low and middle income, they have a very broad generation. Uh, I was going to ask. Of low, yeah. No, well, you still have the to apply. Cut- yeah, you, know, you have to get through the acceptance sure. process. Sure. So it's not like just <laughs> suddenly there's going to be like eight million students show up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not completely Family- unsustainable like certain politicians' free college proposals. Yeah, but this is pretty good. The the cutoff here are the cutoffs. Family income cutoffs: sixty five thousand dollars or less. Full tuition and fees plus free room and board at 65000 or less. Seems kind of high. Six, 65 to 130 What? <laughs> free tuition. Well, I guess college is a lot more expensive now than it was when we went to college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Like, and well, one, hey, guess what, like Mike? By orders everything, of magnitude. Everything <laughs> no, is but, more expensive now. No, but college is even more more, more expensive than everything But else. I'm saying that everything is, and your wages oh. have not gone up considerably in the last 20 years. Not not by a long shot. And so, those, those kids going to college, you know, the whole millennials are screwed thing. No, the it's the the, the economy. The zillennials has has effed the the millennial generation, and this is yep. part of it. Is this ridiculous college uh, tuition expenses? Yeah. So that's tuition. You don't get free room and board there, but you get tuition. Mm, that's if that's family a income. One hundred thirty thousand. 
you can and then you can all that, you can pile into an apartment with like eight other students and have like very yeah. very inexpensive uh rent yeah just live and on ramen like that, college students do yeah even above that from 130 to 200 half tuition wow so, yeah so it'll wow so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh no <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. That's a lot. Well, I suppose. I mean, they're they're paying for it one way or the other. Somehow, you know, there's they've got yeah. money f- that they're putting toward it, and that's and it's a private school, and private schools have always been pretty good about scholarships and grants. Sure. Typically, I mean, because like, people like you said, see Rice like, oh really my god, tuition is thirty thousand dollars a year. It's like not really. You know what I mean? It's not really for most students. It's not because compared to public schools, they usually do better with scholarships and grants and things like that. Still, it's quite a bit of money. When, yeah, when you're starting you're talking... out, in, when you're starting out in college and you don't have a job and no real prospect because this world has told you you have to go to college in order to have any sort of a good job, and that's not true. Um, and but you're going to go in there and you're going to rack up a bunch of debt. Well, let's rack up less debt. Sure, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. So unlike me, yeah, teenage listeners uh, who got no Rice break. University is a good school. <laughs> you go. should you should all apply there next year, everybody and. <laughs> Oh, completely overwhelm them. No, they'll, they'll still only accept the same number of students. They'll just yeah, be they more. Have they'll just, it'll, it'll take longer for them to get through the applications. There'll be more disappointment. <laughs> 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 just a larger percentage of disappointed people. But well, I just came across this whole smile. thing about a month ago, and I was <laughs> more like, "It's nice. It's honestly really nice to get one email a week where it's like, oh, look at there's like good things." <laughs> so. Because, you know, we live in a garbage universe. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking, speaking of garbage. Speaking of garbage. Um, Mike, Kurt, you have a computer handy? Yep. A browser handy? Go to webdesignmuseum.org. Where do you want me to do that? On the, wherever, wherever you want. I can see mine here. We'll just okay, look I'll at the main page. Webdesignmuseum.org. And this ah. is... <laughs> What you would think it is, it is a web design museum. It is a uh, an archive oh, of man. pages from the the World Wide Web, from the internet, from ages past. So, so this is uh this is like the the Wayback Machine, but so it's we can... been curated, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the point here, though, being that <gasps> it is a great examples of how the internet used to look like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> AntonioBanderas dot com from nineteen ninety five. Oh wow! <laughs> and the main page has like you know some really you know big uh, website names. You know like there's the, what Google used to look like in uh, was that nine ninety eight. It says beta. Where's the Antonio Banderas? I'm not seeing. I think Kurt, look up Kurt years. I just went to the earliest year, 1995. Oh okay. Yahoo there's when it was CNN from 1995 only... was pretty awful. Yahoo when it was yeah, just the red the Yahoo logo and everything else in back. blue. CNN interactive. Because you had to put an I next to everything yep. for for the internet, Antonio yep. Banderas. The two thousand Antonio Mc- Banderas's website is tiki torches away from GeoCities. It's just a GeoCities site. It, it's yeah, it, it is with a black background instead of a blue one and no tiki torches. Let's let's jump a year to uh, ninety six. Oh, that's better. Oh, Antonio Banderas is still there. <laughs> Alta Vista's website still in 96. 
1996 Fox News honestly doesn't look much different than today. <laughs> the the 90s? Because Fox News is one of the ugliest websites around, if you ever go look at it now. It's still, it looks like a relic. It looks like the internet 10 to 15 years ago. You must be clicking through. Um, yeah. The kind of like how the, Drudge looks like the internet from 15 years ago. The Budweiser 96. Not Actually, not that bad. <laughs> In the year 2000. Looking at 2000. IBM has a huge blue background on their page. Well, you know what the, the, the truly noteworthy thing about these are? Is that like. There's a lot of pages way, way, way back that are just white background with colored text. Yep. Just a lot of that. Like, that was that was how you that's that's Boink. what you, that's what it looked like. That's what everybody expected. And then the, there were people that kind of were cutting edge and they would do weird, you know, colored backgrounds or occasionally pattern stuff um, that wouldn't always be great contrast. You know, you, you put the green text you put on the one te green text black on a blue background on a, on a blue background and, then, my and after you click the link the the link of the, the word ch changes from green to red um and so you know it just goes to a different kind of contrast problem yeah i went really, kind of really digging through here there's certain things that are very consistent apple i found apple is it's like the only one that looks good it back looks, out of the early ones well it, it looks it, it looks like all of their marketing materials it looks like apple's always looked mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like other these other things have changed that's why you look back at these and go ugh. whereas apple has always been you know like white background it usually features their most recent big product in some way yep. um and then a few other links for other things and then you know like and a bar, whatever a bar whatever the their top. whatever their uh their uh favorite font happens to be at the time right but it's always you know like it's white background mm -hmm. simple black text you know a lot of short words just you know just a, a few things to kind of catch your eye and usually like i said like yeah. it's like whatever their most recent big t releases is right there prominently featured and that happens if you go through the apple ones throughout throughout the years they're all very similar to that search doesn't work search i'm clicking the search button it doesn't do anything i want to see what the dell website looks like from 1999 you can't get every compare it to the everything Apple from one. every year you I'm sure to. it looks like garbage <laughs> no i like dells now but michael dell was an idiot in the 90s um the dell i well, what would i do if dell. i were in charge of apple i'd sell it and give the money back to the shareholders moron dell from 90 oh come on this won't oh my god dell from uh yeah dell from uh <laughs> i'm not sure what year this is 96 that is terrible <laughs> White background with um, colored boxes with black text inside them. Um, I mean, it looks like a catalog page. It looks like a bad catalog page. But then, why, by the time you get to like uh, 2001, 2005, it's <laughs> it's the white background with the blue banner at the top that says Dell in white and it's blue text and yeah. black text and some images and everything. It's kind of pretty standard. Nothing, nothing too bad. But uh, that that first one, whew, yeah, uh, Adobe from 1996. The the logo is the same. Um, otherwise it's bad. Although they're, <laughs> I was going to say they're the only one that uses a gradient <laughs> funny enough because they're Adobe, but uh, then I, then I noticed <laughs> yeah. it's um, American express has one too in 96 and, and there's actually looks a little bit better. And there's, <laughs> there's some people that thought it was a good idea in their early years to, uh, well, we want our, our webpage to really stand out. So like in 2000, both Coca-Cola and McDonald's have red backgrounds. The, almost the entire screen is red. Yeah. Like, oh, that's garish, and I mean, that just hurt. You talk about eye strain? Yep. That'll hurt my eyes inside of a minute. 
reading that website. Oh, this is this is ironic in a sad way. Kodak. Oh. <laughs> Their website. <laughs> well, at least at least they had a web presence. They 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 couldn't figure out how to tran- translate from uh actual physical photography to digital in the, time. Are you but... saying are you saying Kodak doesn't have a digital camera? <laughs> Do you, have, do you have a website featuring a digital camera? Uh, no, it says take. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that was just a little trip down memory lane. Hey, hey, listeners, go go dig around the web, web design cameras. museum. Find all sorts of. Uh, that's because they never made one. Um, mm, didn't they? I think was isn't that what killed Kodak? What was it that? No, they they were way digital. way way too late to the party. Behind, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. They stuck they stuck with the analog way too long. But maybe they tried at the end but yeah that like whoever, no who, whoever was in charge for a long time there said bah no real people are still gonna want real photography will always be yeah physical and, analog. and now and now people don't even buy cameras anymore no unless you're an you actual photographer you, you, you don't you need one you have one in your pocket everything you device have, well you have a you have a camera in your pocket right. with, with a phone app on it mm-hmm. <laughs> so. your pocket computer has a, a phone has a camera app on it and a phone app <laughs> anyway and um, usually at least two cameras hey kurt yes how was scotland Ooh. scotland was great so much that great I've sipping, great it's I've great. Been sipping scotch this whole episode you have been <laughs> yeah i sent you a photo before good job episode. on a saturday morning <laughs> you sent us a photo yeah, yeah, i sent you a photo oh should be in your email both of you i saw it yep so at, at nine o'clock when we, your time when we started recording, you were drinking scotch, <laughs> sipping, <laughs> pacing oh, myself. It's in, a long Saturday. <laughs> enjoying. Yes. Yeah. It's Saturday. Oh, Scotland was great. So oh, the, this so isn't you drinking. You this you... is just a picture of some bottles and a, gl- and a well, glass. Well, yeah, I just laid. I showed you what I laid out, and then I, then I poured the first one and started sipping. <laughs> the, wh- how whoa, about, wait, the first how one. About, how many have you had? How about we talk this about the, the trip? <laughs> oh, how about the trip? Well, part of the trip is involves scotch. <laughs> is that where you got this? Lagavulin? Yeah. Awesome! Yep. That's the real deal. Yeah, Ron Swanson style. <laughs> Isn't it Ron who only drinks Lagavulin yes. 16? Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you read a poem on a hill? <laughs> <laughs> and wonder what you were supposed to get out of that? <laughs> no, it was beautiful and lovely and it's like 60 some degrees the whole time, which is might be the best part. <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. The beginning of August. Oh, the high, the last couple of days when I was in Edinburgh, it hit 70 and sunny. That was the hottest it was. It was so nice. And were people like walking around shirtless and in shorts and sweating? Yeah, I wasn't well, I wasn't a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> no, no, I know, but 70. The, the, the locals though. Oh my god, we're oh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 70 is like unheard of. I think when you get into the eighties, that's when it starts to be like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) Did did the, did the sun land on us? (laughs) (laughs) Did a meteor hit the earth and tilt us back toward it? Are we the equator now? But, uh, I did a number of things and wandering. I visited six different distilleries. Three of the bottles give you some idea of where I went. Um, you actually went to the Lagavulin distillery. Yes, I did. Like Ron Swanson. Did you did you have to take a boat to get there? You have to take a boat to get there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, TV didn't lie to us. 
Yeah. When I, for when once. I planned this trip, <laughs> I had two things. There were two things that I'm like, I need, these are the two things I have to do. And the rest of it, I kind of built around it. Part of it was to spend a couple of days in Edinburgh during the festival and go see some fringe shows and go see the military tattoo and all that type of stuff. Oh, you were, there for, the you were there for fringe. Yeah. Oh, I, I did the first weekend of fringe. Yeah. I was there first weekend of fringe. I saw Ari Shafir perform. Um, I saw a show called Faced Shakespeare, which is exactly what it sounds like, <laughs> where they put on, they, they do an abridged version of a play. They've been doing this for years. This year was Hamlet um, <laughs> with a small group, small cast of like six. So a lot of people have to play multiple parts, although it's abridged. So a lot of the bit parts get cut, right? Hey, Kurt, and before the, yeah. Sorry, quick, quick aside. Mike's looking at me funny. You want to tell him what Fringe is? As are several of the listeners. <laughs> okay, so Edinburgh in August is a, is a madhouse. Basically, it started decades ago with what's called the Edinburgh Interna International Festival. They wanted to create something to draw people in. This like goes back to the 60s. And uh, the 1960s? Yeah, like oh, the okay. 1960s. Yeah, because it's, it's Scotland. Been going on it could be the 1660s. Right. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it could be several. But the Century, idea is 60s. that yeah, Edinburgh for the course of three weeks is becomes this huge festival town, and then years then as that started to really draw, and Edinburgh became a a center of people to go, especially from Europe and England during August, because, you know, some of them want to escape the heat and all that type of stuff. Um, that starts popping up what's called the fringe, where basically unofficial performances start happening. Like other artists just show up, like there's all these people in town. Let's go there and put on a show for three weeks. Completely um, unscheduled. Yeah. That's how it kind of started. It's now sure. become much more, the fringe is way bigger than the actual international festival at this point. Um, there are literally hundreds of shows each day you could go see. That's not an exaggeration. There are hundreds of shows. And the thing that and I... And all kinds of venues, like little hole-in-the-wall things, bars, you name it. So it's literally on the fringes of this official festival. That's how it started. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's, I said, the fringe is basically overtaken right. the official festival. Okay. It's, it's not a, still it's the not big a, stuff. It's not a convention of people with bangs. And I know well, it. I know it primarily. Um, I mean, like you said, there's performances of all sorts of or, things. Or fans of the television show. But the one that you can really, that's kind of notable for, for my particular interests are um, stand-up comics. Yeah, a lot and of stand-up stand comics shows. go there. And they go there because it is a way to, to test your mettle. Because Scottish crowds don't do well with bad comedy. <laughs> No, <laughs> like go to fringe and like, if you can, if you can keep a fringe crowd happy, you're doing the comedy right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of comments, a lot of comics like to go over there and they'll literally do a show ground. every night for, well, basically four weekends plus three weeks. So like what, right. 23, 24 days straight, they'll find a venue and they'll put on a show every day. So I went and saw Ari Shafir while I was there. He was great. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Edinburgh is a great place to go in August. I highly recommend it. Go f plan a couple days. Go find shows. You could watch show. You could watch three, four, five shows a day if you start early enough. Um, but back to face <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so again, small company of actors that put on an abridged version of Shakespeare, a little over an hour long. This year was Hamlet. But the premise is before the show starts, one of the actors gets drunk <laughs> just one yeah just one <laughs> just one is a lot and every night it's a different it's a different actor so it becomes it's be like a different theater. show yeah it's partially theater sure because they're putting on hamlet 
but it's also improv because then the drunk person is encouraged to f*** with the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Scottish. <laughs> yep. And uh, this, when I happened to be at the show that night, it was the the woman who played the queen, the queen of Denmark. <laughs> Hammered Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, basically. Gertrude just slammed. <laughs> yeah. Comes out on so, stage uh, just. <laughs> That's great. They have to keep the show going and deal with this, basically, and keep the story it. moving along. It was really well done and a lot of fun. Um, the other thing is then that there is audience participation. Three people in the audience are selected. Do, they have jobs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Can they be hammered, too? <laughs> no. Um, two of them are giving musical instruments. I think, like, one got, like, a cowbell, <laughs> one got something else. Cowbell. And <laughs> their job is at any point during the show, if it seems like the actor who is inebriated is starting to sober up to hit it. And that person then has to down another beer and the show (laughs) continues. (laughs) But of course they're not going to sober up. It's just like the first person hit it about five minutes in the next person hit it at about 20. (laughs) And she had to put down, she had, well, then she didn't have to pound it. She could hold it and drink it and work her way through it. Right. Yeah. But she was already drunk. So it's not like she she took her time. Yeah. And I would like you to guess what the third person's job is. Hint, it's got to be someone who's in the front row. That person is the bucket person, just in case. Oh, (laughs) the bucket person. There's a really, really drunk person on stage. (laughs) If at any point anyone calls for the bucket, it is your job to get it onto the stage as fast as possible. It was not used the night I was there, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> I want to see a production of Hamlet where Gertrude is like horking it up about three quarters <laughs> of the way through the play. Yep. And yeah, and still trying to like keep the lines of the show going. Yeah, that was a really fun show. That was that was kind of was like, oh, this looks interesting, and I'm very glad I went. <laughs> um. So that was part of it. I want to spend a couple days in Edinburgh and go see shows and just see Edinburgh and all that fun stuff. And I've always wanted to go during the festival. And August isn't always the best time of year for me to travel since I'm a band director and marching band season starts. But this year I could make it work. Um, The other thing I did is I hopped the boat to Isla, the island of Isla off the west coast of Scotland, um, the home of Lagavulin (laughs) and many other distilleries. And oh, basically, it's, a, it's an island of distilleries. Kind of. It's it's. <laughs> the, this is not. Well, listen. I'll give you the stats. It's an island. It's you know, it's a fairly sizable island, but it's not huge. The population of the island, the permanent population, is like thirty five hundred people on the island. There are nine active distilleries with thirty five hundred people living there. Nine. Nine, nine distilleries. Nine distilleries. <laughs> yeah. Nine um, Yay. But specifically, I took myself and my backpack. That's all I took. <laughs> and I walked off the ferry on the south coast and I pilgrimaged to three different distilleries in one day that are all on the south coast of the island. Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg. And it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that was my day. I was just walking and drinking. And I, I only did one like formal tour because distillery tours are distillery tours. 
there isn't that much of a difference. Um, I took the tour at Lafroy. At Lagavulin, I did a, a, a full tasting set with a group of people. That was good. In Ardbeg, I had uh, a drink and lunch <laughs> while I was there. It's like a pilgrimage, you know, like what the Catholics do, except this involves alcohol. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, and you went to the, la the land of, uh, of your name that's not yes. really Scottish. Yes. Well, actually, to take the boat, that's the, the Campbelltown Peninsula is where you yes. take the boat yes, from. Yes, I was, I was just going to say, there's yeah. Camp Campbelltown is, uh, is right near there. It's actually, these, these are like the kind of the little islands that are like falling off of Scotland or actually closer to Ireland than they are to Glasgow. Some of them are, yeah. yeah. And uh, Olagavuan, uh, what is it? What, what, what's the island called? Isla, I-S-L-A-Y. Yeah, Isla, but it has a Y on it. And in it the, has uh, an S in it. <laughs> well, that well, so does Island. Um, well, true, fair, <laughs> but it's really awkward to say the Island of Isla, right? <laughs> and uh, next to the Island of Isla is the uh, is Jura. I don't know if I'm saying mm -hmm. that right. J U R A. It is Fe pronounced Jura, yep. featuring the town of Craighouse. Yep. <laughs> I did enjoy some Jura scotch while I was there, but I did not visit Jura. I don't see anything with Kurt in it. Sorry. Sorry, no. No, but I was in. The, I was down in Campbelltown, <laughs> and I. I also along the way you drive right past, and I stopped and visited Inverary Castle, which is. <laughs> is the, it a, is it a long way to Inverary? <laughs> kinda. It's not really easy to get to. It's <laughs> awkward, and uh, Inverary Castle. It's fun to say Inverary. Has <laughs> um, been the home of Clan Campbell for about two hundred years. Oh wow! So, that was one of the few. Ca I only visited a few castles. That was one of them. I also visited Dune. What's Dune Castle famous for? Anyone know? We don't. Oh. It was <laughs> Frank, all, Frank was Herbert was someone. born there. Who? Frank Herbert. That's where Dune was written? <laughs> it's where he was born. <laughs> Dune, D-O-U-N-E. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Was all of the castles except one. It was, it's the site of all the castles except one in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay, that was going to be my <laughs> guess, but... Yeah. yeah. The only one that it's that not it at least is the one it. at the very end, you know, when the, one that's the in, castle in the middle is of the across water. the water. Yeah, or yeah it looks castle. like it's in the middle of the water. Yeah. But every castle in that movie is the same castle, just shot in different rooms right. or different angles. From a different side, sure. Yep. So did you like uh, the curtains? <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring that up, you get an audio guide, and Harry Jones narrates it. No, no. Awesome! <laughs> Someday all of this will be yours, son. Yeah, I looked what, out the curtains. <laughs> I actually looked out that window and set it. Really? <laughs> yep. Spectacular. <laughs> all of this will be huge tracts of land. <laughs> so can't I just um, have a bit of peril? <laughs> no, no, no. It's much too it's unhealthy. <laughs> Yeah, you go into, you walk through the castle and you see the rooms. I'm like, oh, this is the room where the the wedding was, where Lancelot kills everyone, and this is. <laughs> you went to Castle Anthrax. <laughs> yeah, this is the room where this is where the cloistered nuns are. It's this room. Yeah, it was very clear. God, some of these names of the That's little great. towns around here: Drum oh. Drumlimble. One of my favorite ones is uh, Loch Gilphead. <laughs> Sounds like they were named by drunk people. <laughs> knock 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 naha knock naha k-n-o-c-k-n-a-h-a -A -A. they were like a couple of drunk drunk scots hanging around like what do we call this place lad knock 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 <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> close enough lad 
Write it on the sign. <laughs> but write it in Gaelic with extra vowels. <laughs> oh boy, I'm looking at Campbelltown, and they've got like neighbor. I don't know if they're neighborhoods or it's really small. They have to be the neighborhoods. Uh, it's Campbelltown's not big. It's yeah. Which burn? Which burn? As in where yep. they burned the witch. Burned witches. Probably <laughs> what it's named after. The yep. roading. This is where we killed a woman, Lottie. <laughs> Dallin Tober. What did she do wrong, too, Papa? She was a little too sexy. <laughs> what did she do wrong, Papa? She knew so too many spirits that smothered. She me. was a wo- she was a woman who knew too many things, Lottie. <laughs> just she just... was too smart, so we accused her of being a witch. Just outside of Campbelltown, and it's kind of in this like little bay. So it's like if you could, you probably have a really good view across this little bay of Campbelltown from really close. Place you can stay if you want to go uh, stay there. The Craigard House Hotel and Lockside Restaurant. Here we are at the Craigard Lux Hotel. (laughs) Craigard House. It's good stuff. You eat at the Lockside restaurant. The special today is haggis. The special every day is haggis. <laughs> it's haggis Scotland. is delicious, by the way. The, no, it's, it's, the, it's the surf and turf featuring haggis and and and, and, uh, and Nessie. <laughs> Filet-o Nessie. It's just eel. Right. It's just eel. <laughs> This is slimy and mm. chewy. <laughs> mm, North Atlantic eel. Yum. Mm, nummy. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I like, I like the stuff. sushi version of eel. That yeah. tastes good. I don't know if I'd want to eat like... Unagi. Yeah. L- London, Thames River, <laughs> Thames su- River. sewer eel. <laughs> like they, they eat in, down in the London town. They're baking into a pie. This is where we harvest the eels, lad, in the eel yards. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately adjacent to the uh, water treatment plant. I mean, I know Glasgow. Keep trying, keep trying. You're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not Scottish like you, so that's right. It doesn't come as naturally Scottish. But then, why do I do the Italian accent so well? (laughs) (laughs) From uh, listening to uh, the, the the waiter in the Italian restaurant. In, from listening to every Italian waiter cartoon in uh in uh anyway anyway at, in Judgment City where you know he's uh, I'm gonna give you so many pies so many pies <laughs> so so what else anything else worth uh, you want to throw in there Kurt well there's plenty of other stuff those are the two real highlights sure. um, the Iowa sky is beautiful and but you've seen a lot of that because Jason likes to spend time there your buddy right. yep. our bu- friend of the show um you know yeah. if you if, was it was it straight up scotland or did you pop down to wales or no this is just scotland just, i was only there a little over just scotland and i never even got south of glasgow or edinburgh so i didn't really spend time in the lowlands either it was just the, basically the west coast and the islands and then back to edinburgh go down to the lowlands where all those clans used to side with the british like the Campbells, like the Campbell, <laughs> like the Campbells did. Did you tell everybody your last name was Campbell when you were in Edinburgh? I didn't like offer it up, but it came mm-hmm. up once in a while. Okay, because <laughs> I was told. I've told this story before. I was informed. This was years and years ago by a professor of mine who had married a Scottish woman, who said, "If I ever go to Edinburgh, don't volunteer my last name yeah. to anybody because there are people in Edinburgh who still hold grudges against Clan Campbell." Yep. Much like uh, grudges are held over the War of Northern Aggression by mm-hmm. some people 
who have zero like just like they just they just got to hold on. They have no reason, but they just got to hold on to this civil war thing, even though it impacts them in no way. I was really hoping when I got into the Highlands up near Glencoe, which of course is the site where the Campbells killed the McDonald's. Yes, that's where we under, under a truce. Under the, the was that the, the drunken cow episode? No, this one was, well, this was, the Campbells had already sided with the English crown and already sworn fealty during the Jacobite risings in the 1700s. Right, when, D- like, during one the of... Last, the last <laughs> gasp of Scottish independence. During one of the times that the Campbells yeah. sided with the British. Yeah, but basically the MacDonald clan had not yet, and they had a, like a deadline to get it done. And they eventually did it, but they missed the deadline. So the the English decided to make an example of the McDonald's, sent a group of Campbells north, um, and I think it was during like tax collection time, sent a group of Campbells north, north to visit and collect taxes. And while they were there, and while they were guests of the McDonald's, oh no, slaughtered a couple dozen of them. Well, they were yeah. guests in their homes. They pulled like yep. kind of sort of what Walter what Walter Frey did in Game of Thrones. Yeah, they were supposed they were living they were in the house and they were supposed to be hospitable to each other and friendly. Yeah, used it as a and, pre- uh, used it used the meeting as a pretense to slaughter them all. I was hoping that somewhere when because I, I got up that way near Glencoe, I would see like in a restaurant or a bar. Apparently, there are still places that will have signs that say "No Campbells." Oh, wow. It's mostly a joke at this point, but it wasn't probably for 150 years. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Alrighty. Was Burger King founded by a camel? A camel? Campbell. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I, uh, I know. I know. Uh, Wendy's? McDonald's no, was... was founded by Mc, the McDonald's brothers and then stolen by Ray Kroc. <laughs> well, bought and then they were pushed out. <laughs> Turned into something completely different. Dave Thomas. By, that's the by guy Michael from Keaton. Wendy's. So I know I know Craig is a fan of the Scotch whiskey. Uh, I, I don't know I enjoy if, Scotch. Yes. If Mike enjoy is a fan of the Scotch whiskey, I enjoyed the the Scotch whiskey that Craig uh, let me drink. What <laughs> you drink? Because you can't go to the store and buy your own. I'm not really a hard uh, yeah. a hard liquor kind of guy. Hard liquor. But I know not not, not know, like not like God on ecstasy at the pearly gates anyway. He's a hard liquor. <laughs> Some, someday, Craig, you should go do a convention somewhere in Scotland and then go go visit your favorite yeah, distilleries. Go find a convention <laughs> in Scotland so you can expense that. <laughs> There's UK Fan Expo, and <laughs> that island isn't that big. You know, when, yeah. when 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 friend of the show Jason goes tooling around Scotland, he does it as going. He goes to a convention in England. And then yeah. goes sightseeing after the convention. You know, it's that's the thing you got to kind of keep in mind, Americans out there. Like you can go to England and see a lot of different things in a relatively short amount of time because it's not nearly as spread out as everything is here. I got a great con name for Scotland. Okay, the Loch Ness Conster. Oh God! <laughs> in Inverness, let's look it up. Loch Ness Conster. That 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 would have some great cosplay oh. right mm-hmm. like all, all sorts of <laughs> sea creature cosplay Con- you know like they have a cosplay oh, contest can you in imagine general, how many women there would be at well, the yeah. Loch Ness concert we'll have, a, we'll have like they'll have a cosplay contest that's just like a general with like multiple categories like you do anywhere and then they'll have a, a specific um 
cosplay contest that is just messy costumes. Yeah. The, the best Aquaman at Loch Ness Conster is the, is the one that walks around with, with the little plush uh, Nessies impaled on, on the, the, his trident. And his Quint Dent? Quint Dent. <laughs> like this the current too bad. Aquaman hey. has. He doesn't Craig. have a trident. He has a Quint Dent. Yes, in, what? Inverness. Okay, here we go. Inverness, which is in the north near Loch Ness. It's the right. major city near Loch Ness. Does have an annual comic and gaming convention called NESCON. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and that's right in the region because I know what type of scotch you like. Speyside is just east of there. <laughs> Alrighty. There you go. What, what kind of scotch is <laughs> that that Craig trip likes? right now. Well, I know that one of Craig's go-to is Balvenie. Is that the one I don't know. Had? We did not have Balvenie. No, we had uh, uh, Glen Fittich. Glen Fittich, Glen, yeah, is up near Glen there. Yeah. Glen Levitt. We had Glen, Glen Levitt. Levitt is also up there. We had, we had Glen Levitt at, uh, at, at Andover. Really? I just I pulled a Glen something name out of my ass, and well, I was right. like really close to an actual are, Scott. All Glen, Scotch. Means is, all Glen means is valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the valley where the distillery is. Ah. So. There's a lot of them. Anywho. Well, looks like we'll save uh, small town news for next time. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah, I mean, is is, is it really breaking news that we need to talk about? No, on time. <laughs> can it wait? It can t- wait ten or twelve weeks, that. or if you fill in for somebody, two weeks, or three weeks, because <laughs> yeah. that ha- that, that happens, happens a lot. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's. Uh, do we have a Kevin answer? We do. And question? Oh. <laughs> yes, we have both. Are we yes. going answer then question? Yeah, he's got okay. to qualify. He's got to. We're not even going to answer. We're not going to listen to his question unless he gives us a satisfactory answer. Okay. So Ooh, good. it has to be satisfactory. Yeah, I, I, it's a low bar on my end. I just wanted to make him do something. Well, <laughs> if if satisfactory has uh, anything to do with word count, um, he oh, should he should be in good shape here. On oh, oh no, <laughs> one answer. <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> My biggest airport pet peeve is... Here we go. Starting off strong, not burying the lead. Let's roll. ...is the misuse of the English language used by the airlines. First off, pre-board isn't a thing. You cannot board before boarding begins. Once pre-boarding begins, boarding has begun. Pre-boarding is what we are all doing at the gate. It should be called early boarding or preliminary boarding. Second... There is no such thing as a completely full flight. There are completely no full. there are no levels of full after full. <laughs> they, More perfect union. Yeah. They should announce these flights as full and other flights as nearly full or half full, whatever the case may be. Yeah, the opposite end of that is where they they try to walk back the thing that can only be one thing, where it's like she's a little bit pregnant. <laughs> Third. Who doesn't know how to use a seatbelt? <laughs> Seriously, stop telling me how they work. Uh, fourth, <laughs> saying tampering with disabling or destroying any smoke detector is redundant. All of those are covered by tampering. And isn't it, <laughs> isn't it time to remove the no smoking signs? Who thinks they can smoke? Other than the above listed assaults on the English language, all problems at the airport can be solved by fixing the narcissism problem growing in our country. You're welcome, Kevin. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's definitely uh, that oh, definitely man. qualifies. That's a that... good solid answer because it's word nerdery. So he played to the hosts. He did. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's roll the question. That Very, was well done, Kevin. <laughs> not only does that qualify, that extra qualifies. Oh wait, no, that's <laughs> that's doing the same thing he's complaining it's about. More, it's, isn't a, it? it's a more complete qualification. <laughs> it's the most complete qualifi- qualification. <laughs> he has exceeded qualification. <laughs> it's it's not just complete; yeah. it's most complete. In the world of teacher evaluations, he is uh, exceeds expectations. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is like that is that is a that is such a backhanded compliment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I didn't think you'd be able to read at all, <laughs> and you can spell your name. That's exceeding expectations. <laughs> so let's move the question. What do we got? Clearly, this student knows at least the letters of the alphabet contained in his own name. And, and can write them down in the correct order. Uh-huh. I didn't think Mostly. he'd be able to do that. He clearly <laughs> exceeded my expectations. I didn't know he knew how to use a pencil. <laughs> Are we ready here? Sure. Okay, 80 yes. question. 80. 80. 80. <sighs> Donald Driver's old number. What happened to Bernie Brewer's wife, Bonnie Brewer? <laughs> She disappeared in 1979, and no investigation has been done. I believe she accidentally drowned in a barrel of beer, and Bud Selig had it covered up. Question mark. Where is your wife, Bernie? Why is no one else concerned about this? Thanks, Kevin. I don't even know who this is. Bonnie took a uh, a hardline stance and went super feminist and decided she had had enough of Bernie's beer-swilling misogyny and just taking her for granted and just make me a dinner when I get home and she busted out on her own she divorced him and she went out and she had a successful advertising career Bernie Brewer is the Milwaukee Brewers mascot oh okay and of course at the old county (laughs) stadium Bernie Brewer whenever there was a home run would slide down a slide into a big mug of beer yeah wasn't oh did he he slid down a slide or was he in a barrel he slid down a slide okay down a slide yeah. not in a barrel they got rid of the mug of beer because apparently that teaches the kids inappropriate the now he just rides down a slide into nothing <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a joke <laughs> that's exciting so the, there is no bonnie brewer then this is yeah up. bonnie brewer went the way of chuck uh chuck cunningham on happy days <laughs> <laughs> disappeared after the first season yeah, Bonnie just went upstairs and was never spoken of again. <laughs> they 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 replaced him with Fonzie in the in the room above the garage, right? Yeah, sure, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think just Bonnie probably just you know had enough of being in the in the shadows and decided she needed to get out there and make a name for herself uh, apart from Bernie. Yeah, what year was it again? Seventy nine. That's like the tail end of first wave feminism. Yeah, I agree with Craig. <laughs> Nin- 1979. Yeah. Right, because feminism or began second in 1879. Wave feminism or whatever it's called. <laughs> Come but on. Wait, okay, 70s, so. Yeah. So how does this work now? We have to then, we have to now ask, ask no, Kevin we, a question. We don't, have, we don't have to do anything. No, no, this no. Is this, is, this is a new thing now. We're going to, we're doubling our, uh, his workload. No, we. Because apparently he's let's do exceeding it a, expectations. Let's do it as a treat every now and then when we think of a good question to ask. Well, I have a question. Okay. Let's <laughs> see if it's a good one. Kevin, why are you asking us wasteball questions? You know we're 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 Packer fans. We don't care about wasteball. I didn't even know what you were talking about. Bernie and Bonnie Brewer, who the hell are they? 
Okay, you can answer that question if you want to. <laughs> I don't think it's that good of a question, but yeah. Mike wants to know the answer, so I, I, was, don't really, I will support him I in that. Don't know. That's that's all I could that's all I could think of. I thought we were going to ask another question. No, that's too much work. Okay, <laughs> I got to come up with a. I have to come up with a question every week too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have is, is I have the, uh... I have too much zero pre production to do already. <laughs> Is this is this the the nerd burger uh, version of of Deadpool? Minimum effort. Yeah, yeah. Maximum Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, thank you for joining us today. You are welcome. I'm not even going to explain that. Um, Mike, where can they find us? Is that a good place reference? Yeah. Okay. They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook, Derek us, nerdburgershow at gmail dot Derek and. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you can go to uh, nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to purchase mergers and acquisitions. You cannot. Oh. Go to Backer Kit to Uh-oh. buy capers because that store is closed because we're giving everybody the book soon. Damn. That's all I got. Right. On the next episode of Nutterberger, Mike and Craig travel to Scotland. They do the whole episode with one of them blind, stinking hammered. Which one will be drunk? Tune in and find out, lads and lasses. It might be Mike. He'll be drunk on fruity, fruity drinks like he likes. Or maybe a little bit of scotch. I think you should do an episode both drunk. We've done that already. Yeah, we did that back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but just the two of you drunk, not like 75 other people in the hotel room. <laughs> it wasn't 75 people. It well, was seven and a half. <laughs> the brave (laughs) you didn't think i was gonna pass that up no and i'm not even gonna say anything more i can't top that i can't follow that good night everybody bye bye